So. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's just get this back. I feel like we are we already started the conversation. Yeah, I know. We're just catching Pause up now. Like, All right, let's bring it back. Okay, this is the podcast now. We're in the podcast now. Hello, everybody. We're the Unpaid Nobodies, and welcome to this week's episode. Purvis. Yo. How are you doing this week? How's everything going? I know you're dealing with... tired. Yeah, I know you're dealing with some stuff. Yeah, I am uh, super tired. I have found out, or no, no, I came to the conclusion that, one, I'm not ready for a kid, and two, I don't want a kid because I have a cat. He's a handful, and today he got neutered, and I feel bad for him, but he needs to keep his cone on, otherwise he's going to mess everything up. Yeah. I'll yeah. Every, every, everyone, everyone, give a give a nice shout out to Zay Purvis's cat. He's a uh, he's the third he's unpaid one. nobody, if there ever was one. <laughs> yeah, he's an OG. Okay. I know, I know. We've told some people that they're the third unpaid nobody. <clears throat> no, no. But no, it's Zay. Yeah, it's unequivocally Zay. But yeah, no. That I mean, at least yeah, he took uh, Bob Barker's advice. <laughs> and what is that? Uh, he always said at the end of his, uh, the end of whatever game show he always did, he would always be like, and always remember to spay and neuter your animals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's weird, right? But it's a thing that happened every day for 30 I, years. You know, on American since we television. haven't worked together in a while, I kind of have like, I've lost my filter. When we used to see each other every day. I've built up a tolerance and a filter to be like, okay, Brandon's gonna say something stupid. I would would describe (laughs) what I say. Ignore it. (laughs) I would not describe how I say as what I say as stupid. I would describe it as silly because a stupid person would not put nearly as much thought into annoying and (laughs) humiliating people as I do. It's it's the way you walk up to me. I'm just like, what do you want now? I, I know something's coming. Yeah. Well, that's because, and this is true, I'm annoying. I'm an annoying person. No, you're not. Well, just, yeah. How was your week? I, I've, I've talked about my uh, parenting troubles. I'm doing a dad thing, so how me, are you, been? Me, I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, work has been pretty consistent, actually. So, just, just out here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, listen to music. This is the highlight of my week, recording the show. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, why, uh, why don't we just jump right in so we can get to the thing, the things that we really do want to talk about? I mean, yeah, I think that's the best idea. To be honest, well, as we always start off, let's yeah. start off with the news. Okay, let's, let's start go. off with the news. But there wasn't much. Yeah, no, this I was, don't I don't think there was a th- this was a quiet week. I I spent more time looking for new releases this week than any other week. And Ish. there was not a lot to be found, but there was some stuff. So, yeah. We got the King Vaughn what it means to be king posthumous release. The first one for him. Yeah. And is that his um, first album? Dude, I'm not even going to sit here and lie. This is going to be very revealing on myself. But I don't know anything about King Von, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, he's like local and everything. And like, he's one of those people I heard about as the tragedy was happening. 
Right. That, that's what I was going to say. I, I hate those type of people that really didn't follow an artist and once they passed away. No, he has a ton of projects. He's been around for quite a few years. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking at now. The past three years, we got some stuff here on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I I personally went through this thing where, wow, I'm gonna have to edit this because I want to kill myself. Who's the guy from LA? Like this, this okay. So this proves my point because I can't even recall his name now. Guy from LA? Just, I don't. I don't. Just know. died in LA. Guy from LA. No way, bro. Hold on. Nah, nah, this, this is going in the podcast because uh, it's is just, ridiculous. It's just a guy who, di- I, people die in LA every day. You're going to have to be way more. No, no, no. It was a big deal. He was an artist in LA. Him and Kobe have murals up everywhere. What is his n- No way. Hold on. Who just, re- okay. Think, think about it. What rappers just recently died? Uh, was it Draco the Ruler? No. We're going to play a game today. Who recently passed away? And, and again, this kind of proves my point that, like, I, I, I hate being those type of people that, like, jump on the bandwagon, like, someone passes away. It's like, oh, I missed him so much. Like, I Was it him. Earl Swavy? No. Because, like, when you... Because, like, when you type in, like, rapper who died in L.A., <clears throat> It's... I know it comes up with something as of yesterday. <laughs> yeah, bro, no, it was a big deal, Brandon. Like, when did it happen? Over the past two or three years, oh. I think him and Kobe died around the same time. It was a light-skinned dude, super impactful in the community. Was it Nipsey Hussle? Yes, Jesus. Jesus Christ! I thought you were talking about something that happened like in the last like two weeks. No, no, no. You didn't know Nipsey Hussle? I barely was into him. Like I didn't really know his music like that. So when he passed away, I didn't want to jump on a bandwagon and be like, "Oh, I loved him and I love this song and I love this music" because I really didn't know. It's a. I'll give you this. It's certainly like a uh, a balancing act. I think because our culture has like this almost like obsessive need to be respectful to the dead we will overplay that respect and that admiration for clout. And we don't, people don't seem to think that's fucked up because it is universally considered good to admire people who have passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That, that's the way I perceive it as someone who. It's just, is well, the way you said it does make sense. And I do agree with that. But when I hear clout, it's automatically personally, that takes me to a negative connotation where it's like, all right, you're just doing it for your self-interest, for your own, like, glory. Like, you want to be seen like, oh, I was this fan, and I'm going to prove it now. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I've never heard you say this person's name in my life. Yeah. And so I don't want to repeat that same mistake, because I had that with Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. Like yeah. I said, I do respect him. I just didn't yeah. call him like that. No, it's like... It's, it's the same thing with King Von. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I knew who he was. It's It's a delicate balancing act, because, like... Yeah, same with King Vaughn. Like, I, I was unaware of the guy. And now it's like, I don't feel a hang-up about, like, just going in and, like, looking up his music and, like, listening to it and shit. But that's because I don't post shit on social media anyway. And, you don't do weird like that anyway. Yeah. So, like, 
but yeah, it it certainly is like a delicate balancing act, and like because I, I had a similar thing where a lot of people perceived me that way uh, when Little Peep passed, uh, and I would. I, well, I was not, like, the biggest Little Peep fan. Like, I had a lot of criticism of, like, his work. But I thought okay. what he was doing was really, really fucking cool. And it's something that could have been refined into something really, really effective. I think he has had a undue influence on the culture. I cannot think of, of an artist who dropped such comparatively little music and changed the culture as much as Little Peep. Yeah, when I hear his name, because that was another person I didn't get into too much, I, I think of, like, Young Lean, for example, one of those obscure names that just, like, had a really big impact for some reason, and I don't know where he came from. Like, you say that, and, but, like, Young Lean was Frank Ocean's favorite artist during the production of Blonde. But even still, like, I didn't know who he was, yeah. personally. That's crazy. I've known about Young Lean since, like, 2017. And I felt and like I was late. But I'm into, like, like, weird How many shit. years apart? <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. I was, uh, But yeah, I get it. Like, you just, there, there's, there's never, like, an on-wrap to, like, that artist's career for you. Right. And I, I feel that. I do. And... I know now, like, knowing what kind of impact he had, I definitely look forward to giving King Vaughn some time to, like, listening to him and, like, understanding why people were so impassioned about him. Besides for just the tragedy of a human life taken too soon. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. At the end of the day, of course, in my respects, I don't mean anything negative in any way. I definitely would still listen to that, but when I found out it came out, it didn't really do much for me. <laughs> so yeah. I just didn't know him like that. It's definitely something where I feel like I need to sit down and listen to a bunch of his music. And that, yes. and that becomes, we've talked about this before, it's like paralysis by analysis, right? You just look at everything and you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to have to put me off. Yeah. Eventually. All right, so the other big album that I saw a lot of people talking about was actually kind of a bit of a throwback, which is cool, because I think we're going to be talking about a lot of music from, like, the 90s this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice, because we, we do tend to bias, because we're, like, set up like a cur- almost like a current news show, or, like, something that's, like, tracking pop culture through, like, the lens of hip-hop. We do bias ourselves towards, like, the modern, but we do fuck with a lot of older artists. And we want to make sure we give oh, time for, sure. for that. And one of my favorite always has been the RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan. And him and DJ Scratch just released Saturday afternoon. I actually listened to a couple tracks from this. And Are you doing? Yeah, like in the background while I was working. So I haven't had mm-hmm. the time to like fully dive into it. But just sonically, like I'm into it. It's something I want to like completely listen to. But this was the thing where it's like when I saw that it dropped, I'm like, okay, I should listen to at least a little bit of this. You know, it's the RZA, and I mean that as both like, oh my god, it's high quality, and also like, you know what it sounds like. Okay. I, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it, too. I've listened to a few of his more recent projects. Yeah. Just because when he was much younger in his career, I was a baby, so I never really got that. Yeah, I was a literal child was, when 36 exactly. Chambers came out. I don't think you were born when 36 Chambers came out. My point exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, 
at the end of the day, I never got that wow factor of like, oh, Drake just dropped an album somewhere. It's like, oh, RZA just dropped an album. Yeah. Um, but from what I have heard from more recent stuff, it is a nice change of pace to actually hear. And not to sound like an old head, like, oh, old rap is better. But it's a nice change of pace to hear, like, some classic rap. <laughs> it's different. It, it, I, I wouldn't describe it as better, but it's certainly different. And it's sometimes nice and, and sometimes you need different more than you need better. Or even good. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Speaking of not good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great transition. Remember that? I don't care about this album at all. <laughs> yeah, remember that three-minute song that we're like, this is fun last week? Let's never listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, it turns out they were threatening an entire, uh, like, collab album. Yep. Like an entire NBA Young Boy and the Baby is dropping an album called, or already dropped an album called Better Than You. Um, Who are they talking to? Is, like, a frog? <laughs> this is all I'm going to say about it. I will listen to this album out of principle because I'm supposed to. Um, I'm not excited to listen to this album. Yeah, I probably won't be listening too deeply. Um, I still need to be put on NBA YoungBoy. I have listened to some of the songs since last week when I said someone needs to put me on, and I am very impressed from what I have heard. But of course, that's his biggest songs. I do not want this to ruin my experience of finding out NBA YoungBoy. Yeah, well, trial by fire, buddy. Yeah, so. I will not be listening to this right away. I will eventually. The baby. I, I don't know. I don't know where this hate just came from, but I it's do just, not like him anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I mean, mostly like it's just it was so easy like last year with the homophobia because like I started disliking him already, so it was just real easy for right. me to just like be like, just yeah, throw okay, it on top. Let's just move on. <laughs> like this guy's yeah. done. Like we're good. Like there'll be another one, and there is. Uh, there will be another one. Yeah. So, uh... But as far as albums go, that was really it. And we've had, like, some steep weeks the last few weeks, so... Yes. This was... Uh, real it nice. helps to focus on the bigger picture of this week's podcast, which I think is important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we definitely wanted to take some time to, like, talk about the bigger picture in this week's podcast. Uh, which you know what it is because you've read the title, I presume. You can read. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you can't. Um, Shout out Drew Stewart. Like, but You know what? If you press play on our podcast without reading the title, you're a true fan. <laughs> yeah, you're a true fan. True fan. We're, we'll bail you out of jail. <laughs> right. D- depending on what you do. Yeah. Depending on what you um, do. Yeah. And well, how much bail is. I'm not that. I don't have that much money. Like, Neither one of us. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Um, Bi- our time for our weekly segment. What is happening? With <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> Although this one is a refreshing change of pace for me, at least. Did you watch the uh, hurricane video that dropped? I saw that it did drop. I saw like a little thirty-second video yeah. of it. It looked great. I just haven't sat down and listened to the whole thing or watched the whole thing. It's a uh, really great visuals, like. It's weird, but, like, it's good Kanye weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the kind of weird I'm happy to have from Kanye. Yeezus weird. We haven't had some weird good Kanye in a good long time. So, have you ever found it weird how, like, you could say, I miss the old Kanye, and you could talk about, like, four different eras? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, 
Like, I miss the old Kanye. And, like, one day it's, like, graduation. And, like, one day it's, like, Yeezus. And, like, one day it's, like, Pablo. Like... Yeah, I, I literally went back and listened to all the Pablo, like, this week. Yeah. <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. But it's a, uh, it's a very abstract, very almost like fine art focused video. It reminds me a lot of the black skinhead video from back in the day, except much more just like surface level, like compositionally, like really pleasing, right? It's just like really, really good photography, very religious overtones, but it is, you know, it's off Donda. So that's what it's going to have. And then at the end of the video, you find out why it's called hurricane. Why is it called hurricane? It's uh, it's a the whole song is a reference to Hurricane Katrina, apparently. Oh, yeah. So that's a uh, it, it's a good video. It's not like a showstopper by any means, but it's good. It's the the right kind of Kanye content, but still Kanye, go away for a little bit. Like it's fine. Just a little bit, please. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go one week on this podcast without mentioning. Yeah. Well, next week will probably be fine, unless he's nope. Unless like he goes to Ukraine or something, like which is something that he would do. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. He's like, I'm gonna get Zelensky on the album. What? I'm just see. This is one of the moments I was just talking about earlier. It's yeah. the filter and it's kicking in. <laughs> so um, let's get into the singles. Uh. Did you listen to uh, the Pusha T one? I did. I've listened to it about two or three times. Dude, it's um, really good. It is really good. It's it just. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was trying to find the best way to put it into words. But for me personally, Pusha T always delivers with the exact same level. And even though I feel like I've listened to the song before, I still like the new song. Yeah, because, like, I think it's because, like, the individual bars and everything are always unique. Like, he doesn't recycle flows and yes. bars. He just has a very strong aesthetic. He's kind of like the anti baby in a way. Because, like, he's doing the same thing, but just consistently delivering and changing it up just enough that it stays interesting project to project. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. It, it's a nice... Every time you listen to it, I get this familiar feeling. Yeah. Well, it's just a little slight change enough for, to keep me entertained. Because I don't know about you, but when I listen to Pusha T, I feel like I'm sitting at an office desk surrounded by a bunch of kilos. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there with a ring on my like pinky finger. Yeah. And I'm just demanding and giving orders like I'm Scarface. Yeah. That's no. what I feel when I listen to Pusha T. Oh, 100%. When I, when I was in Miami... We took a boat and we took, went out into the bay and you like you, I don't know. Do you drive? We drove, uh, we sailed. I don't know, but we passed all these, <laughs> like these multi, like 10, $15 million mansions <clears throat> on the waterfront. And yeah, whenever I put on like, my name is my name or Daytona, I just feel like in a tracksuit, just kilos everywhere. <laughs> Looking out onto the water, uh, guns, just lots of guns, uh, a tiger, I have a tiger. Uh, a tiger? Wow. Okay. I didn't think of that. I didn't get the tiger. Yeah. That's me, too. You know, you know Pusha T would have a tiger if he could. 
Oh, yeah. He, he probably does. We just don't know. And my favorite thing was one time. It was like in 2014, like way back in the day. Someone found the Instagram Pusha T made for his dog. And <laughs> he posted a, a picture as his dog. And then replied under it, like, love you, son. I was just like... (laughs) I was just like, I feel that, though. Because, like, I love my dogs. So it's like, I kind of get it. Like, like, definitely a level I would never go to, but my mom would. Like, (laughs) And apparently push your teeth would. Yeah, push your teeth. That's the only thing they have in common. (laughs) All right. Did you listen to any of these other songs that we want to talk about? Because I did not. Okay, yeah. I mean, I did listen to all of them. I have never listened. Okay, I have never listened to a Khaled song. Really? And at this point, it's part of my personality. You've never listened to a Khaled song? Not a single one. Even when he was, like, trending when he first came out, that first album. I missed it. I I don't know where I was, but I do not remember this. I feel like, personally, it's a in-the-moment type of thing. Like, oh, it's a new song out. It's good. It's catchy. I might listen to it at a bar or something. Yeah. But um, past that, I would not say go back and listen to it. I, I won't say that you're missing a ton. He has a great voice. It's fun. But, you know, you're not missing that much. Okay. Well, thank you for being honest with me. But I did listen to it. Um, again, it, what I just said, it, it's a really good voice. I think he's really talented. He's very young, too. Um, one thing that I've been told by multiple people is that we share the same energy, so maybe that's why I like his music. Wow. But besides that, it, it's not much more to the song. It's a decent beat. Yeah. So Last Call by Khaled. I'm sure it's a Khaled song. Yeah, it, it, it's a Khaled song. The next one... I'm surprised that we didn't mention this early in the week, but Murray featuring Corday Corday is Murray featuring Corday dropped a song called "Still Here." Um, I threw this on here because we saw him live. Yeah, I I like Murray. I I've looked at, after seeing Murray live. I I went back. I listened to a lot of his backlog, and I I like him a lot. So this I've had some uh, adjustments in my music listening diet this week that we'll talk about. Okay. Uh, so this must have gotten through the tracks, but this is saved and like ready for me to listen to the second I'm not <clears> recording a podcast <laughs> where I should probably talk about these things. It's a it's a it's a catch twenty two. I mean, well, we saw live, like like you said, he's a great singer. Yo, he um, everything he does on tracks, like he could do live. Oh yeah. He, like he's great. He he requires zero auto tune. He can just get up and do it. Like I I was a huge fan of Moray. That the song he has with Twenty One Savage and on J Cole's album is one of my favorites from last year. Absolutely incredible. And he ties it all together with the chorus. So he he did a fantastic job. And another thing that kind of popped up in my head. When I did see the song come out, I wonder if J. Cole maybe put them together. Because I know J. Cole is kind of a mentor for both of them. And a lot of people are saying before they is the, he has all the good parts, J. Cole, but also has all the bad parts, but even worse. Where like 
he's a great lyricist and his his songs have a lot of meaning, but there's no like hit to them. Yeah. Like, not every song needs to be like a radio song, but it needs to like have that hit. But and some that's what he's missing. At least some songs do. Right. At least some songs do. Yeah. And um I did listen to the song. Thought it was pretty good. I maybe I just wasn't in like a singing mood when I heard Moray singing. It just didn't really like click. Nothing was bad about it, but you gotta be in the mood to listen to what I feel like. Alright, well. I, I gotta give it a shot. I I've listened to enough Corday to know that I like him. Okay. Yeah. So he's another I like one. Him. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like Corday. I, I've listened to uh, a, a an ambitious handful of his songs. At least from like the younger people, I would say definitely like better people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of of the young kids, he's he's definitely like one of the better ones. But, yeah, anyway, we can jump right, right back to the rest of the news. All right, let's get right back in to the rest of the news. And what I am very, very excited about, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Yeah. The silence of Jaquise Webster has ended. Did you, um, just, did you just use his government name? Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. He, you know how I feel about this. Yeah, I know. He's he's your golden boy. He's uh yeah, he's my little golden boy. Um we kind of discussed before that we plan on doing a deep dive about Astral World in yeah. general. Yeah, it's definitely an episode um, that's gonna be coming up in the next few. Like probably really recent. <laughs> I won't discuss anything too deeply about that then. What I would say is that um I do like Travis Scott. I think it's absolutely horrible. Whatever happened, happened. But his silence is broken. He has posted on Instagram after a very long hiatus. Much needed. Something that Kanye should be doing right now. But anyway, a much needed hiatus. And he has posted his um, new startup, his fun startup. He is giving back to um, giving back to the community. He's got a couple of things set up where he's giving out like scholarships fundraisers, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, and I definitely, any criticisms I have are not at Travis Scott. I, I am someone who probably should have a, po- a podcast talking about politics, because I'm very involved in that. And, like, a lot of things he's raising money for, I just feel like should be taken care of as part of being a citizen of the United States. But, like, that's not his fault, right? So... I, I think it's I think it's a noble gesture, and I think, you know, it's one thing to throw money at something to combat negative PR, which on some level this is, but he is throwing a lot. Like, right? This it, this isn't some. Um, this isn't a small attempt. Like, no, yeah, like, this is not a small gesture. This is a lot of money going into a lot of very specific, very targeted issues. So I, I think right. as far as a celebrity, like giving back as like a, on a PR level, I think this is fair, fairly good. You know, I just have my criticisms of that as a structure. You know what I mean? Not this specific situation. And another thing is, man, that Asher World situation is just wild. Like, yeah, 
That and completely unexpected. I don't think anyone would have assumed or predicted that. Yeah. I, I like that he's trying to make things better. He is doing it intelligently. I think maybe it's still just a touch too soon. But no, I, I hope this guy can, can do enough good. And look, maybe, maybe what happened at Astroworld like, changes Travis Scott. Because I, uh, I gotta be honest, like, as I. Something I like to do is because I'm a professional creative, I like to hear about other professional creatives who do things very different than me and, like, how their jobs work. And the ones I find the most interesting to listen to are, like, audio engineers. Because it's just, it's so different from what I do. And also very similar because, like, in the broad strokes, the jobs are kind of similar. It's creating something. And I've heard a lot of people say Travis Scott is just not very good to the people who makes his music. I've heard Travis Scott just does not treat people well. Who knows? Maybe this is something that turns his entire life around. I I know, like, God knows it's a it's an event worth self reflection on. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, like you said, this could be this could be something really good for him. In yeah. A better light. Because the, it doesn't drastically change his music, but drastically changes him as a character. Yeah, because I gotta be honest, like if this guy came out and he was just like, "No, fuck this rage till I die," it's like uh, that's in very bad taste, and I don't think I like you anymore. Like, right? You know, I, 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 I do think it is just like a matter of depending on how he reacted to this. Like, I think a lot of people's positions on him were going to change radically. But mm-hmm. I think he's doing a good job. Like, I think like this is a- as good as it can be. So I- I'm hoping he. This is the start of a entire lifetime of Travis Scott doing good things, and then I can look on and I can be like, okay, it is it it is great that this person is around. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I'm hoping I am, for. Um, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. Okay. Now, the next thing is something that I don't think usually we'll be talking about, and that is Earth Gang showing up on Jimmy Fallon. And what I mean by that is, I don't think we really give a shit who shows up on late-night talk shows. Not at all. However, because Earth Gang, friend of the show, people we've talked about extensively already on a few different episodes, I do think it's interesting, man, that like a show with as broad base appeal as Jimmy Fallon is looping them in. Have they made it? Like, it, they are they the are they about to become like a main, like a real mainstream duo? Like, could they be like the? It's so fucking trite to call them the next outcast, but could they? I knew you were gonna say that, but I, I do know what you mean. But I, I, I don't. I don't mean artistically. I mean just as a a duo hitting mainstream success because we've seen a lot of duos come close. You know, RTJ is real close to my heart, but. Mm-hmm. I, and they're real popular, but I don't think they've made it quite there yet. Like, right. And I think if anyone's going to surpass them, it's Earth Gang. This is a good setup. Yeah, yeah. this is so, a good setup. They have a similar upraising, similar culture, their artistic value, and what they mean to the culture. Obviously, Outcast is way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Earth Gang has that foundation to. Gets to that level, possibly. 
possible. Man, I'm I'm hoping they blow up because this last album, the last few albums, the last few days, I've been re-listening to a lot of music, and the Earth Gang albums are the ones, some of the ones I've been going back to the most. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Purvis is mad at me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Isn't that what parents say? Yeah, that is what my mom used to tell me when I got D's. All right. <laughs> you did not get D's. I swear to God I did anyway. <laughs> Randy, you have a master's. You're fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine now. I'm great at 30. But yeah, so... Purvis is very disappointed in me because I have jump ship from Spotify. I would say you're testing the waters. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But what did you do? Why are you jumping ship? Okay, so, so first off, I've been, I've been wanting to jump ship, from pod, jump ship from Spotify. I've been thinking about it for a while, right? And it's just because, like, a huge part of, like, my personal values and like things I take very seriously as part of my life is people being paid fairly for their work and I think we can all agree that Spotify and others don't do that and Spotify is the worst example so and there have been other things Um, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the programming they dump money into I don't love that the CEO this last year has started siphoning money from server upkeep and artist compensation into investments into uh, defense companies, companies that make weapons. Uh, that shakes me to my like. That's something that really will make me stop. But like, I, I was gonna say that's a core value for you. Yeah, that's a core like these. Those are two two core core values of mine, and. It seems silly because Spotify went down two days ago and I was just like, God damn it, like I need to listen to music so I can do my job because that's what I do. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to sign up for Tidal right now. So I'm on Tidal now. And... So the experience so far is definitely positive. So I signed up for the the Hi-Fi Plus plan. And what does that mean to people who don't know? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down. So Title's whole thing is that you can stream things in C D quality, hi fi quality, or masters quality. Right? So when Title first hit the scene, they only did the the high quality, the C D quality streaming. And I gotta be real with you, I think you have to have quite the imagination to, like, tell the difference between that and Spotify. You know, because Spotify delivers music at, like, such a bandwidth where, like, it's really, really compressed. At the same time, like, I don't know, like, how easily you can tell that the difference between that and the original hi-fi that they, or the original high quality that they did, right? But they have two tiers on top of that. They have Hi-Fi, which you can definitely tell the difference. And I don't know if it's worth paying money for, but you can definitely tell. (laughs) Some tracks, what they have is they have the original masters from these artists. And it's like millions of songs. And it's 
a crazy variety. And this shit sounds incredible. Like, it is... I was always very doubtful of the idea that titles sounded better than other streaming apps. Yeah. Uh, and I know the master's quality is actually relatively new. I think they just rolled it out in like the last six months or something. But, oh my god. It is incredible. But a, a fair warning, though, I, I do want to point out, is that something I have noticed is it is a lot less... No it is noticeable, like, when you listen to hip-hop. But much less so than other genres. What do you I, think that is? I don't have, like, the... nature the, of, maybe... I, I think it's just, it just might be just, like, this... I don't want to use the word simplicity because I don't want it to sound like... I, I don't mean simplicity artistically. I right. mean, you know, I just think in rock music there's a lot... It's usually four tracks as opposed to two or, like, the thousands. You know that you, I'll be honest. I don't think I know enough. I just think like the rock bands like record at that higher quality because to be honest, I don't know. I have no idea like why it sounds so much better. And I'll tell you, the thing it sounded the best on was the other day. I was stuck in the office till nine p.m. Right, and it was yesterday when I was I got title. And I noticed that the score to the new Batman movie was in master's quality. And just being able to get like that full breadth and detail in the music on like a score, like something orchestral, it was mind-blowing. I think that's what it is. I think it's like the amount of different sound. I will say, like, when you first told me, I was pretty disappointed because, you know, the reason I stay with Spotify, and not that I'm like super against leaving or not leaving, I'm not swayed in any direction, but I have a lot of playlists on Spotify. Yeah. I've tried to mention it before, but I have a playlist called The Vault. That's basically like three weeks long. It's every song that I listen to and enjoy it in some fashion. And so I could never really leave the application just because I have that playlist there. Yeah. But. With what I've heard so far, I knew when Title first came that Jay-Z was kind of selling it as a marketing point that, like, it literally sounds better. And to me, I had no idea what that even meant. Like, I just didn't understand it. But now that you're breaking down that there's, like, three different tiers to the song coming out, yeah, I am much more interested. Yeah. And I, I hope there's, like, a yeah. trial thing that I can try where, like... Yeah, there's a... There's a 90-day trial for $6. That's what I'm doing. There's a 90-day trial? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll see if I can send okay. you the link. And the okay. thing... So there's actually four, like, quality tiers. Okay. There's standard, which is at the same bitrate as Spotify, but it uses a lot less data. Right? That's the thing, is that, like, the higher you go up, the more data it is for every song. So, like, sometimes, okay. if, if you're like me and you're... What I've been doing with it is going back and listening to a lot of songs in the master quality. And I'll tell you, like, every System of the Down album, has, they have the master quality for. And I'm hearing songs in a way I have never heard them before. And I can actually give, like, a really rock-solid example. So in 2020, same band, System of the Down, released a song called Protect the Land after, like, a 20-year hiatus, right? And the entirety of the vocals are harmonized between the two singers. 
Serge Tankian, and whatever. Uh, Darren McCullis. I have much respect for that man. I don't know why I just whatever him. And the entire song is harmonized. But I don't know why, but for one reason or another, I can only hear Darren, not Serge. And for months, I was like, is Serge even on the song? And now, listening it with the masters, you can hear, like, very distinctly two different voices that are harmonized. That's pretty dope. That's, like, that yeah, is, like, the, that is, like, the selling point of it. But the thing is, I think, like, that those, level, those levels of layering and harmony and stuff, I just don't think you'll get that in, like, a lot of rap albums, because, like, that's just not the focus. Mm-hmm. You know? And... You get that more and more, like, the Daft Punk albums, like, a lot of house music sounds incredible. And I think it's funny that, like, the thing that has enticed me with Tidal is not the reason I came over. I want the Tidal because I like that they fairly compensate their artists at least better than Spotify. And with the tier I have, they actually directly pay artists $2 every month, the one you listen to the most. So I think that's cool that you directly support artists. Uh, when you, with the money you give. But then again, you know, if you're someone like you, who, yeah, you listen to your music through Spotify, but you spend a ton of money on merch, you see a bunch of people in concert, you're actively supporting the artist. Me, I don't buy a lot of merch. So, like, the way, listening is probably the best way for me to support them. I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I'm actually very interested now. Yeah. Hearing about, like, the different tiers, because... I told you, and I, I think I talked about it on the first episode, or maybe the second episode, but we was like, I was saying I was listening to Blind with like a special pair of headphones and it's like higher headphones. Yeah. And I had that moment like in front of you where I paused the song. Yeah. Because when I was listening to the song Nights and there's a beat switch halfway through the album, I don't even need to explain what it is because I feel like most It's the most ubiquitous piece of music Franco. released in our life. Right. Like, there's no one that I hasn't at least heard of them, or that song but when it when it switched i actually i heard something that i hadn't heard before and to me that's fine going because i've listened to the song hundreds of times yeah so if you tell me i'm gonna have that kind of wow factor for let's say i don't know any of my like top five most i've played albums i uh i'm very intrigued yeah. i need to hear a master's version on like the best headphones that I can find. Yeah. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your high just a little bit because it's not every album. Like for example, Frank Ocean's albums, they don't have the master. Okay. Yeah, but like Kid Cudi's albums are all in masters. Yeah. The weekend and even his original mixtape master. Like the old stuff they have. And Okay, that's nice. And like for an audience that isn't the people listening to, if you like rock music, it is obscene, like, how well the basses are covered there. Like, they have albums going back to the 60s and 70s. But I think that's because rock artists are, like, also, in my opinion, just, like, way more focused on, like, audio quality than, like, all, to their fans, you know, outward-facing. So I think that could be a factor. But, yeah, I... Uh, I'm intrigued how they... I I don't know. I think I my working theory is for a lot of rock bands and metal bands and everything. I think when they heard like, oh, there's a platform that's gonna let us get our music to our audience at master's quality 
and we're going to be compensated, be compensated. The, most, the most fairly. Yep. You know, because like those, once again, when, and this is not a good look for them, but like when piracy happened, those are the bands that fought against it. I think it all plays into that. And, you know, like there's a, anything released like in the last like three years is like, has master's quality. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, they have the masters of. Ooh. Yeah. Kids See Ghost, Donda. And you know what? That's a, that's a good album to bring up because. Remember, you know how we're always like, oh, the stem player just sounds so good. And I think it's because, like, it's playing back the music at a higher bit rate. Because that's kind of like the same effect you get out of title. Okay. No, I can buy into that. Yeah. Obviously, I, I, we don't know. Yeah. But um, I would believe that. Yeah. And the other thing is that title has a service that you can import playlists from Spotify. There is a massive catch, though. Okay. There is a massive catch. And that is. Any playlist with over 200 songs, you can't do for free. How much do you talk about charging? Cause I have no idea. I haven't even looked. I haven't even looked. So. Haven't even looked. But, like, that was all but, like, the one playlist I really wanted to transfer over. And like when I'm you just tra- happy that you got your playlist back, bro. I got Sorry, all of them back. Still off topic. Yeah. Thank God yeah, you no, got them back. I only lost a few, and the ones I did lose... Well, first off, I got them back, and secondly... Yeah, I don't know if anyone in the outage lost any Spotify playlists, but I did, and then I got them back. So I think it was just a server issue. Like a playlist I have that just has every Frank Ocean song, and I just like play it on shuffle if I just like want to listen to Frank Ocean, but I don't want to think like what song I want to listen to. I have a playlist like that too. Yeah, I have like I have twelve of them that are just like every song from this artist hit shuffle. Like I have Rage Against the Machine, I have Kanye, I have Brockhampton, I have Run the Jewels, like. And all that stuff transferred over easily. The transfer process is very, very easy. And it's not 200 song limit. It's 200 songs per playlist. So like me, I had all 12 of those playlists had well under 200 songs. But I was able to transfer over all of them, not just 200 songs worth. Does that make sense? Each playlist can go up to 200. Yeah. And I'm not, because I literally just have one playlist that is like longer than that. And I did notice, like, a few songs that, like, weren't on title. But they are, most of them were, like, very obscure songs, like, that I had barely heard of or, like, only heard of a few. One of them was, like, the bonus track from Run the Jewels 2, which I know, like, has been taken off Spotify and put back on Spotify. And one of them, and this might be a a heartbreaker for you, is Groceries. I don't think it's on title. Yeah. But I would say this, like, at least at this point in time, in March 2022, like, the, the audio quality, it's, it's worth it. it it's, it's worth it. And I don't know, a lot of sound bars actually have, like, hi-fi capabilities. So I was playing, like, some Vic Mensa, because, like, his latest album is available through Masters, or, like, one of his albums is available through Masters. And I was able to play it through my Sonos, and, like, you can just hear, like, more detail, and, like, way more than I could through my headphones. Get you out of your Sonos setup. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my fucking lifeline. I love that shit. Yeah, let's say the benefits of working at the Blue Store. So we both have really top-quality technology. All of yeah, it. Yeah. All of it. Which is funny, because I think, like, my pride and joy of, my, of, of all my tech is something I bought... I don't think I bought any of it at Best Buy. Oh, mouse keyboard. It was my PC. 
yeah. Well, yeah, he literally built your PC, and so the parts definitely could not come from a investment. Yeah. Well, most of the parts. Yeah. You wouldn't really buy an investment. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, I I switched the title. We will be still making the podcast the the playlist available on Spotify. And it's probably gonna be our main source. Yeah, we're just gonna do that because, like, I can still make the playlist on my. I have the app still on my PC, so I can just like make the playlist if we have to. And if not, I can just send it. I can just send it to you. Like, yeah, I'll take care of it. Yeah, but you know, I will. I will report on you know my experiences. I definitely like trying out the different music streaming services and see like what the actual difference is because I think for a little bit they tried doing like like albums that only release on one. But I don't think they, that really works. Yeah, I feel like that's not as common either. Yeah, that's very common. I like I remember hear a couple of albums, but not that many. I remember when Blonde came out, it, for there was a minute where it was only available on Apple Music. Yep. And that's just not that's just not a really a thing that happens anymore. But I think the reason why that is is because now the streaming services have like other things. Like I think Spotify's playlist is like why people use it. Like the playlist feature, the a the algorithm. Uh, Apple Music I think is because of the tight hardware integration with your iPhone and just how seamless it works with everything. Yep. And title is artist compensation and high quality songs. And you know what? I like it. I know this conversation. I mean, the conversation was definitely not this in depth, but I'm going to try title. Oh, you're going to try it? Definitely. Yeah. I'm going to download it. Maybe not today. Don't do it tomorrow at work. Oh. But there's a couple of albums that I feel like I would need to make. Yeah. Well,. Definitely. De- if you have any questions about which albums are available in that master's quality, you can let me know because I can check them for you. I mean, and, what you said it was a couple of bucks for like three months or something. That's not bad. Yeah, and even if you could do That's thirty days for free, right? You just have to remember to turn it off. I won't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might this time. It's it's fucking twenty dollars. Uh, all right, so we have arrived at our main topic. Yeah. And you know what? This week, you know, it sounds kind of corny to say it out loud, but yeah, this week was international. Yeah, I know. But this week was International Women's uh, Day, and it's International it Women's Mo- Month. Yeah. And we kind of thought it'd be cool to go through and just talk about that the legacy of women in hip hop, because I think hip hop has been rightfully perceived as a misogynistic genre. And I, I say rightfully because it's true to a degree, but women have been involved since the beginning, and a lot of times they don't get their due. So we thought it would probably make the most sense for us to do a deep dive into this. Yeah, I, I was really excited to work on this one. I know we discussed it earlier yeah. last week. We're kind of getting out like ideas of what to work on, and one of my close friends was like, "Yo, is this some national or it's National Women's Month? Like, just dedicate a whole podcast." And I was like, "Why not do the first week on it? I think it'll be um, a really interesting and easy topic to kind of break down, and I think it's very important to go over." Yeah, because the list that we have here, I'm gonna be honest, there's a lot of music that like I missed growing up. 
that like I really should not have missed. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back. Definitely, and I definitely feel like there is something to be said about how, until very recently, there was almost like a crab in the bucket mentality, where yeah, it was there was could only be like one female rapper, you know, for a long time, especially, especially when we were coming up, you know, I feel like. For for better or worse, things were actually different in like the '90s because there was a lot more representation of like women in hip hop. But yeah. in, in the 2000s, 2010s, and up until now, well, about five six years ago, things changed. But you know, for the 2000s yeah, and 2000, yeah, and for the better, 100. percent But you know, there was this really strong period in the '90s where we had artists like Queen Latifah who really was like one of the first hip-hop superstars one of the first big crossover stars one of the first to transition successfully into film but by no means the first female rapper i mean or the first female in hip-hop at all i mean that goes back all the way to like the late 70s like shaka khan Hmm. you know and something we we talked about was also you know how much do we talk about r&b because there's a lot of crossover there's a lot of cross-pollination between the two cultures and I, I think women have always been better represented in R&B. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Just yeah. like, in general, the nature of the genre is a lot more singing with yeah. R&B. Yeah. And I think, naturally, that just kind of gravitates more towards a female singer. It just sounds better sonically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I remember recently I was having a top... I was talking to my brother, and we were talking about pop music. He said one of the things he likes about pop music is that it's ran by women, which is true, right? There are male pop stars, but for the most part, pop is ran by women. And, and he was like, you just don't see that in any other genre. And I'm like, you know, R&B is probably half and half. Yeah. It's you know? been a pretty good balance throughout history. Yeah, throughout history, there's always been like a good, more, uh, definitely a better balance than hip hop, for sure. But yeah, let's, now that we like, go ahead. But like, let's let's talk. Like, who was like? Did you have like a moment where it was like, oh, girls are rapping now? <laughs> um, I would say when I kind of was finding out more, just learning more about rap in general and hip hop. Um, one name that stuck out the most to me was Lauren Hill, and yeah. I didn't really understand much to it just because like when uh the miseducation of lauren hill came out i was two years old oh like one or two years old so i there's, there's no chance i would have been able to really understand anything that was going on yeah i mean but, um, i i didn't listen to the miseducation of lauren hill so i was like 22 exactly like i was you know? much much older but by the time oh my I lord i mean i had heard lauren hill you know my mom liked lauren hill a lot so growing up like I would listen to Lauren Hill just because my mom liked her. You know, she would be on the radio. She was pretty friend, like, pretty on the radio, pretty <laughs> everywhere. So, yeah, I, I, she was always there in the background, but I just had no idea, like, how much of an artistic genius she was. Right. You yeah. Know? We kind of brought it up earlier. We're like, this is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah. And you just don't realize it until you go back and, you're like, a lot of the songs are like they become samples for future music. Yeah. She was a guide for a lot of great songs coming out just with her talent. 
And like you don't. The other thing is that like if you're gonna sample Lauren Hill, dude, you gotta come fucking correct. And right. I, exactly. And like I love that respect people give her. You know. Yep. And what's I think the, what's funny to me is that the the earliest the earliest memory I have of like females in hip hop was my sister. My sister did dance classes and they would do hip hop dance. And Missy Elliott was everywhere. And man. Can we talk about like an artist who I don't think I I think for a long time she didn't get her due. I think recently people have started to come around and talk about how actually good Missy Elliott is. Mm-hmm. But man, ever since I was a kid, I was just always like, damn, dude, when this girl like is rapping, she is commanding the stage. Yeah, and that's it, it's interesting that that's what you said because that was the first thought that I had as well. Like, if you didn't know who she was, you're gonna find out soon because yeah. she was very like she had the confidence and the swagger yeah. and she stood out and she will be in your face about it. She yeah. was not afraid to do so. And in 2022, I think like you you know who Missy Elliott is. You might not know that you know, but you know, right? And I think you can say very similar things about Lauren Hill. Like it's so much classic music, uh, like the videos. The, yeah. it, it goes to the point where, especially those two names that we just mentioned, it's those are the type of artists that you look at and you go, "It's now, it's more than music now." It, it yeah. goes beyond the just the, the stance of music. It's now they're a cultural like influence. Yeah, they're they like yeah, they're cultural icons. They're standing for a culture, right? Yeah. they literally represent a large group of people. And do a great job at doing so. At, absolutely, I, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, fuck, man! I feel like there's just so much to talk about with this topic. And, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and another one that I want to bring up because I think it transitions to a much more recent artist very well. But have you have you ever noticed that it just takes so long for like women rap, like female women in rap, to like get their respect and the best example like missy elliott for years just did not get the respect she deserved and like the one that happened before my eyes was Nicki minaj yeah because like i remember when Nicki minaj came out she was everyone who liked rap didn't like rap she was the punching bag for everyone everyone shit on Nicki minaj I don't even know why. And now she is, she is uh like un- undisputed. I, I think. Yeah. I-, I think a lot of like the more modern rappers. I-, I think the direct comparison is Cardi B. Like when Cardi B started coming around, people were like, "Oh, she's no Nicki Minaj. She's no Nicki Minaj." You know? Yeah, Nicki Minaj sold sex like the same way Cardi B does, but she had bars. And I'm like, but that's not what you were saying when she was put releasing that music. And yeah, I'll be real, like. It took me a couple a couple years to come around on Nicki Minaj, but like I came around like after I heard her verse on Monster, like not yeah. a decade into her career. I would say. Um, so is that is that something you remember, or am I just old? <laughs> I wouldn't call you old, but I had a similar thing where I feel like I don't know when I was introduced to the genre, no one really put me on to a lot of females in the game. Um, so just naturally it's, it's overly populated with a lot of males. So you kind of miss a lot of 
golden gems and I feel like Nick Minaj is one of those golden gems that I miss. But like when I go back and listen to the music, she's really, really good. She, she's supremely <laughs> and, talented. Yes. She does. And she has her own style. It, I, I feel like that's one of the first things I notice is like no one else is like Nicki Minaj. Like it, it, it's just so different and it's more than just so like the confidence or the swagger or the lyrics. Like her personality, what she brings into the world, <laughs> not just music, but what she gives to the actual community and the culture is it's very valuable. Yeah, definitely. I I couldn't agree more. Like I think she Looking back at like the the Dat Piff YouTube days, you know she stands with like I mean like look at her label mate she's right there with Drake, yeah, you know and and, and she was around some pretty big names yeah and she's around <laughs> some her pretty label big names history. right so you know I, I think Nicki Minaj is just like a perfect example of just like this relentless backlash against a female artist and look I'll, I'll keep oh, it real really? like. Yeah, for no reason. And I'll keep it real. Like, there are plenty of songs that, like, I think Nicki Minaj is, like, holy shit incredible on. I also think she makes a lot of, like, pop stuff that I'm not, like, super into. I don't think it's bad. It's just not, you know, I think she makes a, I think she does have, like, a fair amount of, like, desire to be a pop artist that some other names that we want to talk about aren't. But, like, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. It's just, like, some of her music hits for me and some of it doesn't. I'm No disrespect. But what really clicked to me is like it's a similar thing where maybe some of the songs just don't really hit because you don't really relate to it. But like personally for me, the people that you have around you stand a lot for you as just both as a professional and just as your own person. Um, the people you have around you is super important. And like references in my world mean a lot. So once I started like getting on Twitter and I'm like following people, you see like comments about like, oh, it's Beyonce versus Nicki Minaj. It's like, oh, it's the Beehive versus whatever Nicki Minaj group or the her followers. Is they called. are the bars. Like, yeah, see, you know that. And I, I didn't even know that. And so with that being said, like if you're being compared to Beyonce, it's serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's just a like, big deal. Yeah, just like, you know, I I don't think people realize. I think when people tried to slam Cardi B by comparing her to Nicki Minaj unfavorably, I don't think they realized what a service they were doing her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because Cardi B has her place, but I don't, I don't think she comes close artistically to Nicki Minaj. Like, you know, I, I think she's far from the worst rapper in the world, but, you know, is she... I don't think she's nearly intelligent as Nicki. So let me ask you. Because you brought up relatability, and I think that's really interesting, because it was something, you know, for an old project when I was talking about music I liked. An artist that we actually, about five minutes before we recorded, we decided not to talk about, but I'm going to bring them up anyway. Uh, Some of their songs, like, it's crazy, because, like, you think men and women, we just have, like, different worldviews, because we're treated different, right? That's just going to be what happens, right? But... All that being said, like I listen to like Scissors music, and like for some reason it just resonates with me. It feels relatable, even though I know that like we live very different lives. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So uh, my yeah. question is like, it has there been like a uh, like a, a female artist that like you listen to and you're like, oh, like I I resonate with this. Like this, there there is no difference between this and like any other artist. Um, 
Because like, I, 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 I have a few. Games, but I would say, like, Rihanna stands out to me. Connects for sure. Um, SZA stands out to me. Ari Lennox stands out to me. Oh, yeah. It's funny that I mentioned so many R&B people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're, we're trying but to... In we're all seriousness, yeah. yeah that, that's what it is. Yeah. And what would you say? I mean, like the, I, I would definitely say SZA, like just like specifically Control, like I know it's like a very feminine album, like it really explores like those themes, but there's something about it just like resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be No Name, and I know she would hate me saying that, but like I think she is just such a talented artist and such a incredible writer that like i i i think anyone with with a brain between their ears and a soul would like hear her music and relate to it at least a little bit yeah i really enjoyed no name yeah we were just jumping between the hairs just naturally (laughs) yeah but at least like the conversation's flowing naturally that's all that really matters and oh another artist who like completely other end of the spectrum pure hype in a way that like i really fuck with is like rico nasty and like in a way like i relate to that because like you know she she's mindful but like aggressive mm-hmm. and like yeah like that's the shit i like so it's like yeah like i guess i relate to i, I have like an emotional connection to that too M- moving on something else we wanted to talk about is you know, it did seem like there was this phenomenon in the 2000s where there just wasn't as many female artists at the top of the game. You know, it seemed yeah. like it was Missy Elliott, and then there was kind of nobody, and then Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of, yeah. you talked about it a little bit, where before it seems like it is, there can only be one. <laughs> until like, very okay, recently. You're, you're now the staple. Yeah, until right. very recently, yeah, it did feel that way. You know, I, I sent like, you I sent you that video by FD Singafire, a YouTuber I really like. You should check him out. Where he kind of talked about like how they're, you know, women and white men have always been treated very similarly. In that, if you're not completely and unequivocally down for the culture, there can only be one of you. And like, <laughs> yep. And I think I, I think I mentioned that last week. Yeah, where it's always like it's always one, and you have to be like the staple now. Yeah, exactly. You have to represent everybody. Which sucks. You had all that pressure yeah. on you. It was the nature until more more recently. Thank you, God. Now, one artist I think was around at the same time and like just objectively never got to like superstardom, but who I think is really talented is Mia. Yeah, yeah. Like like when she dropped that track with Travis Scott, I was like, these are two artists I would really like to hear more from. I, I think she's really exciting. You know, I think a lot of her, you know, music. You know, she has a few hits like Paper Planes and a couple other songs that the titles escape me. But her albums, like as far as listening experiences go, I think hold up with the best from like the the late 2000s. Yeah, I would say from the late 2000s, she definitely stood out to me. Like you said, Paper Planes is the biggest one. Yeah. But um, I I don't know, people like her and Sierra kind of have some kind of like similar nature to me. Um, or like it, I partially for me, and maybe I just didn't know that much about them, but it didn't seem like they were the biggest names, but they still made a name for themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, because they had a lane. You know, right. like 
I, I think what MIA does is, yeah, she's very much a rapper, but she, she brings a lot of, like, her, her culture. I don't know exactly. It's a very specific, like, uh, South Asian culture that she brings into her music. And, like, it, it's incredible. Another thing, and Sky B said, like, there are most of the artists who, because we're really only focusing on ones that we like. Yeah, there are really only two that she's the only one who's not black, her and Snow the Product. Mm-hmm. You know, MIA is Southeast Asian, and Snow the Product is Latina. And, and Snow the Product is what I want to give a shout out to because she never really hit the mainstream either. She was always very, very underground and kind of like, I don't know, kind of like normie core to a degree. She, she's almost like White Girls Eminem, right? Because she's like r- extremely talented, but she's very much like, the female version of your your M and M's, your Joyner Lucas, you know the people who are really really talented, but like artistically just never pop off. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's interesting that 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 phenomenon. I'm actually, Say I'm looking into it. I'm looking into it now just because like I didn't know too much about her previously before you kind of put it in the doc. Um, is she rapping in Spanish then, or is it English? No, it's in English. Because I'm looking at some of the titles, and some of them were in Spanish. So I was like, oh, maybe there wasn't any. The, all the ones I've heard of, and I've heard a fair amount. Because once again, like, her, her music's good. Like, I, I, the ones I compared her to, like, I mean, she's not Eminem, but she's also much better than Joy Near Lucas. I would much rather listen to her. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know if that bar is high enough. <laughs> yeah, fair point. But, like, you know. It's just interesting how you can kind of see like some phenomenons that you see play out like throughout hip hop, like even through this microcosm, you know, people finding niches and people succeeding in those niches. You know, if I wanted to compare MIA to someone and even this is like tenuous at best, but I would compare it to like Childish Gambino. Okay. Yeah, just because like, you know, a, a focus on the the experience rather than the bar. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Okay. But I, I do I was think... Say, I don't know where you're going with this. I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think when we talk about this, there is a, a very good... There's some very good news. And the good news is that? that we are living in a golden age of like women in hip-hop. Like Right now, there are more compelling female rappers releasing music than ever before. Yeah, and I think they're all competing to win a lot of different awards and just the music in general. Like, yeah, some people don't really care about like the awards if you go platinum or whatever, but like if you don't care about those type of things, the music is still very, very good. Yeah, I mean, I would say all the artists that we have here: we have Rico Nasty, we have Doja Cat, Cardi B, Young M.A., No Name, Megan The Stallion, Tierra Wack. All those, with the exception of maybe Cardi B, all those are above average, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cardi B, I would say, is average. There's so many people out yeah. I forget to put in, like, City Girls. Yeah, there's City Girls. Lizzo. There's Kamaya. Does Lizzo count as rap? Like, don't get me wrong. I love Lizzo. Lizzo releases some of the best projects of any artist working today. But does she count as rap or even R&B? Like, is she, I kind of feel like she's... A pop artist, and I do not mean that in, as an insult, but she, once again, she's the best at it. 
Oh, I'm actually curious now. I'm looking at people that like I could have left out on accident. I didn't realize I left out. Yeah. Tiana Taylor. Oh my god, Bro, Tiana Taylor. We forget Taylor. Um, oh yeah. That, that's a big Yeah, that's yeah, a big that's a big one. Dude, I, I mean, she doesn't have that. Well, isn't that isn't Man. that like endemic of the entire problem? Like, here we are, like two dudes oh. talking about <laughs> women's impact in hip hop, <laughs> and we forgot Tiana Taylor. Like, this is the issue. Like, this is like exactly the kind of thing we should be trying to remedy. Oh, dude, I just get really excited. I'm going back to listen. To the, oh, dude, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> but um. No, yeah, it, it's super cool living in this age, I would say, because we get a lot, a lot of different tastes. I was like, I'll admit, not every song hits because there are some topics that like I just don't personally relate to. Yeah, but like overall, there's a lot of really, really good music out there that I think is better than some of the big names you play on the radio now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And like, look, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that just women are going to gravitate to making women, music for women, and men are going to gravitate <laughs> to making music for men. Look, there are plenty of women who love male rappers. I personally, I'm a fan of every name on this list, right? But like, there are going to be some where it's just it cross, like the crossover is just too much a little bit, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, but looking at the names on this list, I, I have I have two questions for you. Okay. One, who is like the most exciting to you? Like, who do you think is not in terms of like. Who do you think is going to be the biggest name? Who just like are you most excited for in their be- their best project? And we're going to go hard mode, and you can't say Doja Cat. Oh, believe it or not, I actually I wasn't even going to say Doja Cat. Oh, really? Um, I was actually going to say Tierra Whack because when I was put onto her, oh damn, I, I was going to say Tierra Whack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we clearly have similar music tastes, which makes sense. That I I saw we're a doing the podcast in. In 2019, I, I saw a, a glimpse of her Lala set, and she is fantastic live. Her music is fantastic. Me, like, I gotta be honest, I'm really, really into Doja Cat. Uh, especially because I didn't notice, but apparently, like, she, like, writes all of her bars, like, right there in the studio. Really? And, like, yeah. And yeah, she, I, I she also, like, I remember, like, Belly was talking, and he was talking about, like, you have no idea how many incredible names I've worked with come in and they have like ghost riders help them. Not do it for them, but like help them. Doja Cat, none. None at all. I'm saying the retro bars. Say that again? I said she just kind of comes in and does her own thing. Yeah, so like to me, she's the most exciting name on this list. But besides her, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Tierra Whack. Yeah, I found Tierra Whack from the show Insecure, which is. Uh, I watched uh, the first two thing. seasons. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. I got it, It's it. really good. It, it's really, really good. I have not finished it either, to be honest, but I think it's amazing. And that's a different media platform that we can celebrate black women on. But um, just that combination was really, really dope. And you know how I feel about like movie soundtracks and TV soundtracks. That's how I found T.R.Y. And ever since then, I was like, wow, this is like really different, but really good. And like you said earlier, sometimes you just need something different. Yeah, and it was perfect for the moment. Yeah, no name for me was uh for that that for a long time. It was just the person I went to when I needed something that was just different. Even going, I remember hearing her verse on Acid Rap and just like, oh my god, 
this person yeah. is gonna be I'm gonna be into this person for the rest of my life. Okay, so second question and probably our last one because we've been going for a while. Is Megan the Stallion the biggest artist on earth right now? Man. She's big. She's I'm not huge. gonna lie. And like um, you know, I, I'm I just I, think I just think she's so talented. And like it is crazy to me how she is just so clever with her bars, so talented with her flow, and still just captures that top forty audience. Like how she can do that. Yeah, I, I think she is one of a kind, honestly. All all while like doing a like dance set on stage that would kill me like yeah no i would not be able to do it at all like megan the stallion is probably more athletic than some professional athletes she's got the knees they, they talk about it yeah she definitely has yeah. a, better, a better acl than Derek rose i will say 100 <laughs> and, and many other athletes out there look i um. look i live <laughs> i live spitting distance from wrigley field i see a lot of cubs uh Eating hamburgers and stuff at places around here, Megan Stanley can outrun all of them. <laughs> <laughs> in heels, she'll in do heels. it in heels. Yeah, one hundred percent. But no, it, like you said, she she's huge and like she's starting to come up everywhere. She's got advertisement collaborations. Um, she's got her own like mini show now that I've heard. Yeah, called like On the Ranch or something. Like this is the kind of stuff, and I know we've kind of discussed this before. And again, he's my poster child. But Travis Scott is before all the incidents was happening. He was on top of the world. He had collaborations with gaming, collaborations with like music videos, collaborations with clothing, with shoes. Um, he made an uh, entire amusement park. He had collaborations with restaurants. Like the man was in his back, and I get the same energy from him that I see in like Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, because like she can do everything. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, she, she is doing everything. Yeah, she she can literally do everything, and you know the the only thing is that it does make me upset when like I see people like dismiss her music because like the thought the song is called thought shit. Dude, there's yeah, fucking bars in that. Relate to it doesn't mean it's not a good song. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> the, like there are bars in that that are better than anything J Cole did on his album. I. I think J. Cole's album is probably better, but like crazy, crazy bars on that song. Mm-hmm. I think artistically Doja Cat is the one I'm most interested like interested in, like in her career moving forward. But Megan the Stallion, like she is on top of the world and it feels like she's probably gonna get bigger before anything else. I hope she does. You know, I, I think yeah, I'm excited to see what else comes out. You know, and the other thing is that I don't know, like as much as I think Nicki Minaj is super duper talented, like Megan the Stallion, I'm sorry, is just maybe more like, mm-hmm. or at least it shows in her music more. When we look back, like when we look back on right now, the same way we look back on 28, 2008 to 2014 right now, are we going to consider Megan the Stallion up there with like Drake and J. Cole and all them? It's possible. In an ideal world, I would say yes. But yeah. the culture, yeah. It's something... It, it's, 
It's the only test she hasn't passed yet, and it's the test of time. Mm-hmm. You know, but we wish you the best. But to be fair, she is she's relatively new, so she she, she is relatively new. Like on one hand, like yeah, she's new, but she's also been around since like 2018. So she she's well, been she's been working. It's it's been under five years, and I feel like that's the threshold. One hundred, yeah, that's fair. And COVID happened, so did we really count two of those years? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, she's certainly like early. Like, there's certainly room to grow. It's just that, like, if she's already when she was at Lala this past year, she was the headliner. Yeah, and she deserves to be. And one hundred percent. Yeah, we. And that's what everyone who talked about it said. Like, yeah, she should be the headliner. And it's like, but where where does she go? I don't know. It's an exciting question. I'm like, you you know how I feel. Like I I've I literally talked about this already, but like I do correlation a lot and like who do you have around you? So features matter a lot to me. And I'm looking at her album Good News. She had she had the baby at the top of its career, obviously, is different now. She had City Girls, Little Dirt, SZA, um, Two Chains, Big Sean, Beyonce, Young Thug, Mustard, and some person named Popcan. Um, Popcan is like one of the biggest Jamaican artists ever. So that's my point. Just because I don't know him doesn't mean he's not big. Yeah. And so these are just the features. Like she's she made, she's there. She's it, there, but, they, is, but there's no sign of slowing down, and that's why I'm so fucking excited. I think, though, she's taking a break, though, right? She's finishing school or something. Yeah, she went back and got her own degree. Oh, yeah, she that's cool. Super yeah, that's, yeah, that's, again, super yeah that's dope. Like, I don't know, man. Like, what can she do? <laughs> it's kind of crazy, because, like, I would always say, look, whenever I hear like chuds talk about people like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion about like, oh, what role models are they for young women? My instant reaction is like, how about you stop being a shit parent and like, (laughs) don't let your kid listen to music meant for 18 year olds because that's what Cardi B makes. I think that is such a dishonest argument. Yeah. But like, there are certainly worse people to look up to than Megan Thee Stallion. Like... (laughs) that is true like what are you gonna like what are you gonna walk away from that like it's like you can shake your ass and like education like is that the worst thing in the world I was gonna say in things like that like especially for and it's something that I of course will never fully understand just because it's not my I have different world issues to deal with that impact my life than female but like as i do have like nieces i would love if they listen to magnus stuff obviously without as much sexual content but like what she means as a person impactfully i would want my daughter to have that confidence and i need her to grow up in the world knowing that like hey you're important don't be afraid to be who you are like don't let anyone control you. So I feel like she brings a lot of that really valuable lessons and kind of beliefs to a lifestyle that like 
in its own right needs to be wow i don't think i could top that purpose that was a really nice sentiment i wow. think she's super important wow and that's i really do hope she keeps going on i think she will i think we're i think uh the career is still young for megan the stallion Wow, we can almost settle this mix. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But I mean, yeah, that, she's cer- that she's certainly someone we'll be talking about again on the show. I think if there's one yeah, thing... I can she, see that. <laughs> yeah, I think if there's one thing she can do is... You know, and she is, like, more poppy, and this is something that definitely happens more in pop. Is a lot of her albums are, like, just hit after hit after hit after hit. And look, at a certain point, you just got to call a spade a spade and say that's a great album. Not everything needs to have a concept. Not everything needs to have a thread running through it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I say like about Lizzo's last album. Right? It is just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. You know, every song is just like a 9 out of 10 at least. Right? What I do think could just like cement Megan Thee Stallion's career is if she has like a classic album. Yep. You know, I, that I, would definitely wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely just like that's the only other thing she needs to do, and I don't think she necessarily needs to because her career is totally fine without that. You know, I think it's fine if she wants to keep just making hits and hits and hits. But I think if she re- really wants to be like considered like, you know, an all-time A-lister, yeah, a classic album would make that undeniable. She just needs one classic, and album. and multiple classic albums would put her in into a stratosphere. I don't think we've ever seen before. Ooh, that's getting chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, just thinking about that. Yeah. All right. To whoever is still listening, thank you for wa- letting us talk about women, women's while. history for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Much uh, but, you know, it is something important. Bro. It's something, you know, if we're going to be giving ourselves this platform, I think we should talk about things that affect everyone, not just us. And there was never a better time to do it. So, do we want to do recommendations? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. You I go... took screenshots this week, bro. Oh, you I took... I was tracking when I was... Yeah. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a note in my phone where I, I write them. That works, too. That okay. definitely works, too. Do you want to go first, or can I go first? Um, if you have it up, go for it, because I'm looking for my photos. Okay. Uh, just one I've been listening to. I started listening to it, like, late last week, just because... I just I, I oh I watched the movie that it's in. Not that it's from a movie. It's Moon River, the cover by Frank Ocean. Oh Yeah, there's a movie that that's in and I watched like the first half of that movie the other day and I just have been listening to Moon River ever since. Which like Moon River is a is a song with like a really long history of incredible covers and completely outside the realm of like R and B like this is like a like an American folk staple. And I think Frank Ocean cementing his legacy on a song that iconic. Done. Dunzos. 10 out of 10. It is insane that you brought up um, listening to my entire Frank Ocean playlist the other night um, when it was raining. My friends and I was just like in the car talking. Like we ended up having like this really deep talk about life. I put on the Frank Ocean playlist and we listened to Moon River, opened up the sunroof and was just like watching it rain. 
It hits different, bro. Dude. It hits. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, I won't carry on. But my first song that I was going to recommend, I don't like my phone again, is called The Count, which is by Currency featuring Wiz Khalifa. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel like this is one of these songs that like, okay, a lot of people probably heard this song, they just didn't know they heard it. I was listening to this, this came up on like Random Shuffle last week, and it was just a nice little memory of like being in LA with the sun out, just driving along the beach with the wind in your hair. It's pretty nice. All right. That's pretty sick. What's so my, what's my, your second one? my second one, slight change of pace, song dropped last year. A uh, huge fan of the of the video. I think it's like legitimately one of my favorite videos in a couple of years. And I still struggle to say this guy's name and the song title. But it's a uh, Fi Fi by Toby Lojuane. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know that song. I'm pulling it up. Yes. Oh wait, no, didn't I tell you? About- yeah, I think oh, you were. I think you were the one oh, who yeah, said yeah, it to yeah, me. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. This, this is a great song. Love this song, dude. It's a hype song. <laughs> so much energy. The other thing. Yeah. I, uh, and this is something we've talked about. I don't think on the podcast, but so this song is completely clean. There's no cussing in it. That's pretty dope. The thing is that, I like, yeah. The thing is, you don't notice because they're talking about selling drugs and shooting people. They're just not cursing <laughs> while they do it. Like. It's one of those songs that it's so much energy. So much energy. There's just so much energy. You watch the music video and just like, and oh. It's dude. so good. I'm going to be putting it on right after this. It, it is <laughs> so, it, it's, so, I have trouble waking up in the morning and getting on the train. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I put that in my ears. And I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can see you doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, my song, my second song is very different. My second song was one that I was actually going to mention another week, but I decided not to. But BJ the Chicago Kid is a fantastic artist. Don't know him? You need to look him up. Um, The song Turning Me Up, it's just, man, I don't know. It, It just hit at the time, that live music. And like, it's one of those songs that like, the, the lyrics don't mean much. Just like turn it on and just vibe to the chorus, the music. It's, it's so good. Live like horns, live drums. It's a vibe. Wow. That is a good one. Man, I'm listening to it right now. Man, it's oh. just a smile on my face. It's oh. one of those songs that make you smile. Oh, man. All right. So... My last song, gonna switch genres, gonna go with a rock song. And a song that I started listening to yesterday because it's on title, it has the master tracks. And it's another one of those songs where it's like, I've heard this song a million times in my life, and I am hearing it for the first time again. And it is Everlong by the Foo Fighters. It is uh, a slow. It you've had to know this song. It's like one of the most popular songs in the world. I know this one's like I yeah. don't remember the last time I was. Yeah. And 
I also watched an interview. I watched uh, Dave Grohl on Desus and Meru. And, you know, they talked about, like, how uh, the Foo Fighters is, like, one of the only, like, rock bands that black people really like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I, I listened to that as, like, I was, I was watching that video as I was downloading Tidal. And then when I saw the master track for the Foo Fighters, I was, like, oh, I should listen to that. And it's just, right. you, have to. you know, it's new again. Man, I'm getting title. At least the trial. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Okay, well, I'll I'll close it out with my last recommendation. Um, I will say this is definitely someone that we've never talked about on the podcast. I don't think I've ever talked to you about. Not like this genre. It's it's a genre that's been around for forever, but it's a very old genre. Um, But I've been listening to a lot of Ray Charles, like Marvin Gaye. And Val Green. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think one Sunday, my dad had me do like a, a presentation for Black History Month. So I've been listening to a lot of old, old black artists. And the song No One by Ray Charles, it still holds up so weird. Dude, it's it so is. Weird. You know, it's. Like finding those gems is just. Mm. It, it's like, it, it's kind of. It's kind of hard to describe because, like, when you find a song that is older, because I'm in the same way. Like, very recently, I had a a phase where I went through. I was listening to a lot of like old folk, a lot of old soul, a lot of old Motown. I think if a track is good, a track is good, whether it's brand new or old. But there's definitely something to be said about like listening to a song that's like older than your parents, and like, and, like you can tell, and you by can just the tell how incredible it is. Yeah, it, it's it's so so good. It, you know, <laughs> like it's not that old where it's like, oh my god, this is hundreds of years old. Like, no, we're only talking about like thirty, forty years old. But like, you can still hear like the difference between the decades. Yeah, and like, sounds like, and some of those old recordings, it's just you just don't get anything like it. <sighs> oh, well, that's good. good. That's good. You know, that's it's good. been a good week. That's good. I've been oh my god. negative, but no, nah, it's been a good week. <laughs> All right, we have... Oh my god, this Unpaid Nobody's podcast has also been Purvis's therapy section. Dude, literally for both of us. <laughs> Dude, it feels so good. Oh my god. Well, guys, you know where to catch us. Uh, send any questions. Oh, we gotta uh, make a playlist. We do. I think it's pretty obvious what playlist we're gonna make. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're probably gonna put like 40 of the greatest songs that were made by female rappers and put this them. Is be fun. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun playlist. Jeez. So <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be probably our best playlist. So stay tuned for that or don't actually because like Purvis makes a playlist while I edit. So it's all gonna be done by the time you hear it. Uh, but yeah dude I guess we'll talk to everyone next week man. Until next time. Until next time friends. Good night.